1: High noon on a Tuesday afternoon—that can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory on your twenty-four-seven home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Moats, the decade-long NFL veteran. I'm Wesley Euler, the goofy-haired.
2: I never know. <laughs> Pond hockey legend. You keep forgetting that part. Pond hockey legend. I Jeez. always try
1: to go with, like, the goofy, you know, broadcast
2: media nah, school man. kid. You're trying to be humble. You are a pond <laughs> hockey legend. How many <laughs> times like I got to tell you this, man? Huh? The
1: pond hockey legend. Come
2: on, legend.
1: man. It's our 120 minutes to talk a little pigskin. We call it Steelers Blitz. Yins call it the Electric Factory. You already know the drill. Anytime over the next two hours you want to chime in, you could do so on Twitter. You can find us there, at Wesley Euler, at Dabadi52. debody da 52 Body. Arthur Motes, I gotta start today with a football-related bucket list item. Uh oh, that your boy checked off the uh, the list yesterday. I'm excited to hear this. Do tell. I, I I need to obviously just get like just talk about this for a minute because I'm real excited about it, and I need to get your opinion on this to think if maybe I should quell my enthusiasm. Okay. Mm. Yesterday, Arthur Motes, Okay. Officially official, your boy Wesley Euler is a WVU football season ticket holder. Ooh. How
0: okay that? okay
1: how okay. about that i finally yesterday pulled the trigger i like that old country road man hey, i'm with it i am a wvu football season ticket holder as of about 20 hours ago so oh, okay when i got home from the show yesterday was when i finally you know made the made the payment and everything and made it official i like it i like that but do i need to quell my enthusiasm Am I? Huh?
2: Am I gonna be able to go to football games this fall? I don't oh, know. see, you're going a different direction. I thought what you meant, should you call your enthusiasm, meaning like, man, it's one thing to watch him get beat on TV. Oh, now yeah, I got to yeah. endure it in person. Oh, here we go. You know, I knew, I knew there had to be a. I'm just saying, that, you know, I just, you know. But we're on the same page now. I got you. I got you.
1: Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I met a guy. Um, I saw Dale Lolly yesterday and he had with him I believe Dale Lolly. Mike, I don't want to get his last name wrong. I think it's Vinsel is his last name. He's a he's a new colleague of Dale's at uh at DK Pittsburgh Sports, right? Okay. And uh Dale introduced me to him. He said I'm so bad with last names. Um but You're Dale bad
2: with last names, I'm bad with first name.
1: <laughs> We're both. We kind of rub off. We kind of rub off on each other in that regard. Sometimes we really do. Uh, but Dale introduced me to him yesterday, and you know I've got on my WVU hat, and he goes, "Oh well, you know uh, Mike Kovac. Kovac is his last mm, okay, name." Okay. Uh, Dale goes, "You know this is our newest writer. His name is Mike Kovac. Hey, how you doing?" Um, and Mike goes, "Oh, you got the WVU hat on." He goes, "Well, my my first story for my new job is is you know re- recalling memories of the thirteen nine game." And I said, all right, Mike, well, it's nice to know that, you know, we're not friends before we can even become <laughs> friends here.
2: Just when I thought this had potential, you had to go mess it up, Mike.
1: But, yeah, as of yesterday, Arthur moats that was one of those things that was on my bucket list, WVU football season ticket holder. Cross it off, baby. I like that, man. I'm proud of you. Accom- I think, I think that's important
2: for you, man. It's At least it'll
1: give me some sense of, of normalcy as we
2: head into the fall, right, as we kind of all wait with bated breath as to what football will look like this fall. Yes, my, my hope is just that, you know, Everything does go back as is, but I just don't want you to become depressed because you're constantly sitting there at these games, oh, would you just take experiencing it? the heartbreak would over you take it? and over. I mean, it would, would, it would be different if you had season tickets to the James Madison University. I might know somebody who could help me with those. Hey, I do know a guy, but then you'll probably become a, an alcoholic because you'll be drinking so much in your celebrations that it just becomes so second nature to you and it's a bad problem to have. Trust me, I've been dealing with it, okay? So with that being <laughs> said, man... <laughs> I'm just here for you, okay? I'm a support group for you. You know, you got a safety net around you. If things get too tough while you're at WU, just experiencing it, those those bad times, just, just call me up and I got moving. you, man.
1: Just keep it moving down the interstate, right? <laughs> uh, Arthur Motes, we got a whole bunch of things to talk about today on the program, uh, but I want to start here. Some interesting comments uh, over the weekend by one John Harbaugh and how, you know, he doesn't think the Ravens are going to be able to sneak up on teams this mm-hmm. season. He said that the Ravens are no longer, to, to use a Titanic reference, the Ravens are no longer an iceberg, right? As as foes will see us. Which, hey, I get, I get what he's trying to say there. I don't know if that's the best reference, because yeah. if you're not the iceberg, if now you're the Titanic, I mean, you're going, nah. you're going down
2: regardless. I, I don't know. If you that's the, you'd rather be the one causing the sinking of the ship right. than you're sinking you ship? would you rather be the
1: iceberg be than ship. the ship? ship. Uh, yeah. Um, going into last year, <laughs> we were the iceberg, uh, Harbaugh said on, you know, via uh, the Ravens website. 90% of what we were doing, what we were going to be capable of, was still underwater, and people hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> Starting next year, we're not going to be the iceberg. People are going to see us. We're going to be everybody's important game. Now, maybe the poor analogy aside, I, I obviously get what he's saying that last year. The Ravens were kind of an unknown. They had come off a few 7-9 and nine type seasons where right. they had been a little underwhelming. They had lost a lot on defense. They, they had some exciting things going on offense, but how was it going to play out over a 16-game season? Well, it played out with them having the best regular season record in the National Football League, winning the division. And yes, in the playoffs, they fell short. They were one and done against the Tennessee Titans. But do you... I don't know, Moats. Part of me buys what he's saying, but the other part of me thinks it's a National Football League, man. Like, nobody really sneaks up on anyone. This isn't Appalachian State sneaking up on Michigan at the correct. big house, right? Like, these are professional football teams. I, I don't think even last year teams were taking the Ravens lightly. Particularly, right, didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't the Ravens go down to Miami week one and score like 50-some points? Yes, they did. So, okay, if you want to tell me that maybe week one you were the iceberg and no one expected you, okay, fine. But after you hang 50-some points on a team week one, was there really that much surprise from the Ravens the next 15 weeks of the season, 15
2: games, 16 weeks, 15 games of the season? I think this is the whole situation. So when we talked about the Ravens last year, the biggest question marks around them were, number one, what was Lamar Jackson going to look like? And a full quarterback role, not and he stay the healthy, yeah. right. Because I mean, remember that first year he came in midway through the season for Flacco, and it was more so the off schedule style offense of the spread option that most teams hadn't seen. When you're getting that in the middle of the season, and they're just switching to that style of offense, teams they were catching teams by surprise in that regard. I mean, we we looked at how they were winning games, and he wasn't even throwing the ball more than. 20 times, which is crazy, but they were still finding ways to be successful. They were really slowing the game down, taking the air out of the ball. So that next year, that was always the lingering debate. And you also have to remember, too, who were the offseason darlings of the AFC North last year? The Cleveland Browns. So Cleveland was getting all of the hype. Obviously, Pittsburgh was always in that conversation, but the Browns, remember, they had won the Super Bowl through the offseason. So a lot of people were indeed overlooking the Ravens because they thought that Lamar Jackson would be a liability at sure. quarterback. They t- they thought he couldn't throw the ball.
1: Or he can't stay healthy the Correct. whole year. Yeah.
2: So that first game versus the Dolphins, remember, even when he lit it up, that was the game where he goes to the press conference and he says, not bad for a running back. But the whole thing, then the narrative shifted to, oh, it's not that the Ravens are good. The Dolphins are tanking. Remember, that was the new narrative. The Dolphins oh, are well, tanking. Oh, yeah, they just wanted to lose. Like yeah, that. yeah, man, they, they lost like that on purpose. And then from there, that's when the Dolphins started offloading their talent. Remember, Mika Fitzpatrick gets traded. Um, they they trade a couple other guys and things like that. So ultimately, that was still the debate. That was still the narrative going around the Ravens. I don't think it was till probably midway through the season where people really started to respect them. And it took, I think it was the Chiefs game it took yes. for people to say, okay, they're good, but we don't know if they're a great team, quote-unquote, but they are good. And I think that's when they started to gather that respect because we all respected the Chiefs. We all knew what the Chiefs could do. And even though during that game we said that the Chiefs had it under control throughout the whole game, it was just at the end they even scored an extra touchdown to make it look a lot closer than what it really was, people still from a national standpoint started to respect them. But it really took about midseason for them to really say, okay, this team is good, Lamar Jackson's actually a good quarterback. Not a running back at quarterback. And that was the whole – remember, that was the whole narrative. Pretty, pretty we saw good the whole time. for a running time. back, yeah. We would hear time time after time after time. Not bad for a running back. Pretty good for a running back. Oh, man, I can't do this as a running back. And then you started seeing the uh, – what do you call it? The the overselling of his throwing ability. Every TV show, sports show started showing all his <laughs> highlight clips from him throwing the ball. Look at the accuracy right here. Oh, look at this pass right here. And even though we would say the same thing. Okay, when he's on, he's on. But when he misses, he misses bad like it's it's a bad bad miss but that was the whole reason why i think that harbaugh is saying that he they snuck up on teams the iceberg titanic analogy and things like that (laughs) even though it's still kind of crazy to me but (laughs) but i think that's the whole thought process but like you say in the nfl though you don't necessarily overlook teams because you know everybody is talented right but it's a certain level of intensity that goes into when you're playing a New England Patriots with Brady and Belichick, when you're playing against the Chiefs with Mahomes, when you're playing against the Steelers and Big Ben, when you're playing against the Cowboys. There's certain teams that that intensity level just goes up for. You're not going to tell me teams last year were getting hyped up to play the Ravens just like how they were getting hyped up to play the Dolphins. No, absolutely not. You're not going to tell me. And the Dolphins didn't go, they, they didn't go 0-16. They were winning games. You're not going to tell me that teams were getting hyped up to play – The Patriots, like, they were getting hyped up to play the Cincinnati Bengals. That's not how it works. So even though you take every team serious and you respect every team, and I want to make that clear, you do respect every team. Sure. Or at least you better. You better. (laughs) Yeah, It's just a different level of intensity when you're training, like, when you're mentally going through that week. Because it's been plenty of games that you go into and you know, hey, they could play their best game today and they still can't beat us. And nine times out of 10, that's exactly how it happens. Exactly how it happens. But then it's some weeks where you're going in and you're like, we have to be sharp. Because if they play their best, it could come I mean, down to. got a, no room for yeah, error. We, we yeah, we can't have an error. And it's that type of week. And you could just see the level of focus, the level of intensity. And people will say, well, why don't you do that for every game? It's called human nature. It's human nature. That's how it is. I mean, you try your hardest to make it like that, to make it where it's consistent. And. The thing is this, man, if you wanted to be on a 10 every week, but if you could keep it at an 8 or a 9, you're doing great for that season because there's a lot of people that get down to a 5 or a 6 versus some teams in preparation just because they don't respect them in terms of, hey, that guy isn't good enough to play against me. And you'll have that happen. There's plenty of times you walk into a stadium, you're like, even though this guy, you know, he's in the NFL, he's got some years, he can't hold me. Like, there's nothing this guy can do to stop me if I want to go ahead and do my thing today. And sometimes, I mean, it's, it's a great feeling to have. But I think that's ultimately the the long answer in terms of why Harbaugh is saying what he was saying about sneaking up on teams. But like you said, man, that, that is definitely not happening this season, man, because now you got the target on your back. And, and it's less about a team still respect you, but more so about they want to knock you off because you went 14-2 and two and you were doing the whole big trust, big trust, <laughs> big this, big that, you know, and all that other nonsense. So now teams, the, sa- the same way teams were looking at the Browns last year, even though teams didn't feel that the Browns necessarily had a better roster and could beat them, better coaches that could beat them, it was the whole purpose of "you're talking crazy." I want to shut you up. Yes, you got all this hype. I, I, every time I see a commercial, I see Baker. I didn't even want auto insurance because I keep seeing Baker talking <laughs> about auto insurance in <laughs> his commercials. All because of that, now I want to come in here and put fifty on you, and that's a different mentality. So now, when teams are playing the Ravens, that's going to be their mentality. They want to be the guy yes. who, who who shuts down Lamar Jackson. Oh, you went fourteen they, and two, yeah. won the
1: MVP last year. Absolutely, all right.
2: That, that you, you get up for that every week. So that's going to be a whole new ball game for those guys. You know, one of my
1: what sounds better to you, mozi Wesleyisms or Eulerisms? I like Eulerisms. Okay, me too. Wesleyisms—it sounds like it's Wesleyan theory and all that stuff. And like I just, John Wesley, like yeah. uh, like it's a Methodist church. Yes, yeah, it's okay. too much. It's too much. Eulerisms—you uh, know one of my Eulerisms, and I, I've got quite quite a few—is um, that I never crown anybody based off of one great season. Mm. Seen too many too many athletes, individuals, and too many teams have one great year and then kind of fade away once people catch up to what they're yes. doing. Uh, Man, I still remember Motsi being 12, 13 years old. My dad is from Chicago. My dad is a massive Chicago Cubs fan. Uh, my dad cr- t- cried tears in 2016 mm-hmm. when they finally won the World Series. That's my dad's favorite sports team. I still remember Mark Pryor as a kid. I mean, Mark Pryor in 2003 was like the nastiest pitcher in baseball, and then you never really heard from him again, right? Mm. There's, There's been examples of this in, in every single sport, Mots. We could go through and, and make a list of kind of – a lot of these, and I'm not trying to be rude to these guys, right? But the the one year wonder athlete, if you will, right, who has one incredible year but then never really takes off after that or never maintains that performance. What is it going to take in your mind for the Baltimore Ravens, right, to not to to not let everybody to catch up to what they're doing, to not be the team that goes fourteen and two one year and kind of rewrites a lot of conventional thinking on offense? Then the
2: next year everyone catches up to you, gets on your same page, and you end up going eight and eight. Yeah, man. Um, it's a very difficult thing. The first thing, you have to remain humble and you have to have that same edge. That's what it's all about. Hmm. Keeping that edge, keeping that that fear that man, each week this team could be the team to beat me. Each week this could be the team that embarrasses me. Cause that fear, it makes you prepare that much harder. That fear makes you prepare to a level that you think, like, man, even though I've prepared like crazy, I still don't know if we can get this done. Yeah, like, And it's the difference between the confidence that goes into, hey, when I'm in this stadium, I feel like I'm going to win versus throughout the week where you're preparing out of, man, I know they're going to come over here with their best. I know they're going to come over here, you know, just straight ready to go, knowing all the plays, this and this and this and that, and that and that. For me, that was always the thing that I thought of. And being a part of some very successful Steelers teams – That was always in the back of our mind. It was like, even though we felt that, man, we could beat anybody. We knew that element of it. But we also knew how much teams were going to get up to play us. We all knew, hey, man, they are going to come in here trying to embarrass us at the slightest sense. And it made our backups prepare that much harder, too, because they felt like, hey, just because a starter goes down, they're not going to cut us any slack. They're going to come out here and still try to dog us, and it's not going to be an excuse of, Oh well, you know such and such was hurt, or this happened, or that happened. That's just not how it goes in the NFL. So, with that being the case, that was all. all that was always our mentality, man. We got to train that much harder. We got to outwork the next man because we know they're coming in here. We know when we go on, on the road, it's gonna be a hostile environment. They can't wait to see the Steelers lose. I mean, we know that. Mm-hmm. That's still the case now. Yes. I mean, even even without Big Ben, I was gonna team, say, teams were still going crazy.
1: The Steelers could be two and fourteen, and teams would still sell fan bases would still be celebrating beating the Steelers. It's absolutely, just part man. Of, that's
2: how it is. Part so, of being successful like So that. that was a part of the mentality. And, and if you're the Ravens, that's what you have to continue to have, that edge, that fear of, man, they're going to come in here with their best. They're going to come in here just going absolutely nuts. Everything is going to be working right for them. And we have to say, you know what, this is the reason why we're still going to overcome that. This is the reason why we're going to be able to still find a way to get out of that situation. This is how we're going to be able to, you know, counter what they're doing right here. Sure. This is how we're going to negate this player. That's how we're going to minimize his role. And ultimately, that's how it has to be. But if you come in with that that other mentality of, man, shoot, we 14-2. and two. We big time. Now it's a different mentality. You you don't have that same edgyness You walk in, man, I'm big, bad man. Y'all know me, baby. Big <laughs> trust. I do what I want. Doesn't hit the same. You don't have to work as hard because in your mind you're overconfident, borderline arrogant, and now when it comes time for when it comes time for these games and things get tough because it's gonna get tough when you got that bullseye on your back. Oh, it gets tough, really tough, mm-hmm. because now you got the expectations. Now they're expecting expecting something from you. And for me, man, when, when you see that and you see a team that is arrogant in that regard or they don't feel that they got to keep that same edge, that's how you see those drastic fall-offs. That's how you see a team go from winning 14 games to barely making it into the playoffs or probably missing the playoffs. That's how it all happens. We saw it happen here in Pittsburgh,
1: right? I mean, Steelers went 2004-15-1, 2005-11-5, 2006-8-8. and, won, 2005, 11 and, five, 2006, eight and eight. I mean, it, 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 mm. can, it can happen— it can happen to any team in any sport, but especially in football, mozi right? Where the margin of the best team and the worst team, it seems like, continues to oh, sh- yeah. shrink and small, get smaller man. and smaller every single year. I I wonder, too, if what a lot of this time of year, and obviously things are a little crazy right now. There hasn't been normal rookie mini camps and mini camps and OTAs, but I wonder if when we get to that stuff, right? When we get into training camp and we get into to prep time for the season, a lot of what you've told me before, one of the things that Mike Tomlin preaches, you know, from, from mini-camp to OTAs to training camp to preseason to regular season week one to regular season week six, man, you better be getting better. You better be finding a new way, right? You better be mm-hmm. finding a new excuse. You better be finding a new way to beat people because the same pass rush moves that you were using in week one and two were all of a sudden in week three or four, they're going to be hip to that. You better come up with something new. Is Is that probably a lot of what John Harbaugh is preaching this offseason is that, hey, what we did last year was great, and it worked last year, but we're going to have to continue to to adapt and find ways to continually be successful.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right, man. When you're talking about Harbaugh, I mean, obviously, I've had friends that have played for the Ravens under Harbaugh for numerous years, and a lot of similarities in, in terms of the coaching verbiage that he uses and the message that he preaches that Coach Tomlin does over here in Pittsburgh in terms of always having to evolve you cannot be complacent the humility element of it and understanding that man you have to always have that chip on your shoulder which is why when you look at both organizations they've been as successful as they've been they win the amount of games that they've won and they do it with a plethora of talent in terms of having elite level talent and sometimes being less talented than other teams they still find a way to always be in the conversation so when I hear that It does give me some confidence that, yeah, the Ravens are going to be in that mix again because they do have a very talented roster. We talked about it, man. The moves they made this offseason, I mean, yeah, (laughs) they're really good. They are really good. But I think it's going to start with the mentality, though, as long as they can stay with a a more humble mentality and keep that edge, then, yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough game, a tough, tough battle throughout this season, especially in the AFC North because you know what it is here in Pittsburgh. You know, in Pittsburgh, what those guys are Mm -hmm. feeling—they've had a bad taste in their mouth for the past what three years? Three years since they've been to the playoffs. That's three years too long. So, in that regard, you can expect the Steelers to be coming out with that same type of edginess, that same type of "I have to prove it" mentality, Mm -hmm. and want to quote-unquote knock off the big dogs right now because that's what the Ravens—I mean, that's what they feel. That's what they've been saying. The best record in the National Football League last year speaks for itself.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's certainly going to be interesting. That's, I mean, there always is with any new NFL season, with any new regular season in any professional sport, there's a ton of different storylines that you want to follow and see how they evolve throughout the year. I'm interested to see if the Ravens are able to listen. I'm not sitting here and saying, Oh, well, if they only go 12 and four, well, that like, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm interested to see if they can maintain that same, uh, just outstanding style of play that we saw last season. And if there's if if they can maintain that high level of play without a big drop off. Maybe that's the best way that I'll describe it. Uh on Twitter at Wesley at the body fifty two. The body. I think we can both agree on this, Motze, that while he hasn't won a playoff game, Lamar Jackson is a uh, a capable quarterback.
2: Whoa, are you really gonna say that? I mean, you know, people are I mean, Because he didn't win a playoff game, I mean, that that means he's the most terrible quarterback ever. (laughs) Nobody plays devil's advocate like Motsi. Come on, man. Hey, man. What? Lamar can't be a good quarterback. What did he do in the playoffs the past two years? I mean, he sucks. He's a choke (laughs) artist. He's the worst quarterback ever. That's what they say. Hey, I'm just reporting the news. So, Motsi
1: and I want to discuss on the other side quarterbacks that we think what it takes to have a quarterback that you can win the Super Bowl with. Because Trent Williams, right, who we talked about a little bit on the show yesterday— he uh is going or has has already gone from uh, Washington to San Francisco. He made some interesting comments about Jimmy Garoppolo and, and quarterbacks and winning Super Bowls. Want to discuss those and get into that more in depth on the other side. We'll take your tweets as well at West Steeler at the Body52. The body. Hour number one inside the electric factory on a Tuesday. Stay with us. Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Rolling along on a Tuesday here, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. We are into June, Arthur Motes. June the 2nd. It still feels like March to me. And maybe the lack of NFL offseason workout programs is part of this.
2: Yeah, man, I feel like I needed an OTA to go to, man. This is weird.
1: I know. Normally, you know, we're hanging out in Mr. Rooney's backyard down there on the south side at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Jeez, man. We got our buddy Brian
2: Backo rocking with us. Normally Tunchin Wolf are around. I mean, we're constantly reminded by how the chefs are undefeated and oh. they, they 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 defend their title daily. Man. Oh.
1: Why'd you what see now why? This is always the time of day where I start to get a little hungry. Me too, man. You just had to bring the Steelers chefs into this every time conversation, we come here for like you?
2: Like, listen, every time we come in here, I feel like I'm doing that intermittent fasting stuff, man. Like, I get st- super hungry.
1: <laughs> Arthur Motes, Trent Williams, just traded. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. We traded from uh, the Washington Redskins to the San Francisco Ooh, 49ers. I you
2: couldn't say that name.
1: Sorry, the Washington Red. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I forgot. That's a, that. That's one of our things on the show. That's a thing, right? The Washington Redacteds? Uh, the, the Pro Bowl blocker, the Pro Bowl left tackle, um, is excited to work with Jimmy G. He said, I think Jimmy G is awesome. I think he has proven that he is a quarterback that you can win with in this league. That's just hard to find quarterback is the toughest position and I think that's why you see the contracts where they are having a quarterback that you know is going to make the right read the right throw I think that has allowed Kyle Shanahan you know give him a chance to sleep at night because just having a guy you know who won't throw the game away for you if you just put him in the best position possible he'll
2: win so he's speaking from experience or something
1: it sounds like he's a guy who has been protecting a what an aging Donovan McNabb Rex Grossman, RG3, Kirk, Kirk Cousins, Cousins, Colt McCoy, Mark Sanchez.
2: I don't oh, put, oh, Has- No, no, he didn't play with Haskins. Yeah, so I don't want to put out.
1: Alex Smith, lump Alex Smith in with those guys. Oh, cause why? Because he got he, the leg
2: injury? Because he Come on, man, little, man, stop that. Just a little bit. Better.
1: Okay, yeah, you're right. Alex Smith.
2: you trying to give him some sympathy. I don't want to hear that.
1: Which, is, which <laughs> is why, you know, this, this article of this story on NFL.com, Mozi, is just maybe the most savage headline ever written. <laughs> Trent Williams. Veteran of average quarterback play. Wow. Thinks Jimmy G is awesome. Wow. Now, see, Arthur Motes. I'm you got to love it. I'm, you got to love it. <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going into this because I want to poo-poo on, on average NFL quarterback play. You know, you and I, we're looking for content here. We're like, we're like farmers, Arthur Motes. It's like right now it's like the gold rush but we're just we're just mining content that's all we're looking for that's it is sports related things to talk about so I saw these comments with, and you know Trent Williams talking about how Jimmy G is awesome and hey Jimmy G had a fourth quarter lead in the Super Bowl last year so I certainly don't disagree that that's a quarterback that you can win with fair enough but it got me to thinking because again we're in the gold we're gold rushing for content here (laughs) Who are the quarterbacks? Like, where would you draw that line of the quarterbacks that you can win with? How mm. many in the NFL could I say this guy's name to Arthur Motes, and he says, yep, you can win a Super Bowl with that guy? How far down the list could we get?
2: See, this is where we have the big debate. Because I asked myself, okay, were if the Niners would have won that Super Bowl last year, would it have been because of Jimmy G? Or would it have been he was along for the ride, but that defense carried him? If the Cowboys, for example, were to win a Super, Bowl, would it be because Dak lit it up? Or would it would be because Zeke was doing his thing. Amari was making a, a five-yard pass looked sure. like an eighty-yard. I mean, we saw, we've seen Amari do that. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of why I'm always just like, yeah, Garoppolo had a lead, but was it because of him having that lead? No, like,
0: no, you was, know, it, you
1: catch was, my drift? It wasn't. Yeah, I'm with you on that. But I think right, it would have been different. To if
2: but I want—I don't want to put him in the Trent Dilfer category.
1: Right. That's where yeah. I think, even though people, Trent got a
2: Super like, see this,
1: see, you see, like, you see I the, the issue right here. A lot of people try and do that, like with Nick Foles, right? But Nick—yeah, Nick. Foles yeah, Nick, no, no. Nick outs- Foles was balling, outstanding in that. Listen, game. listen. You
2: don't—you don't get MVP by being carried. Yeah,
1: yeah. So that's where I think we'll go with this, right? Is that like, you—you? You, it's a quarterback that you're confident enough that can make a play or can have a good game when you need him to. Yes. Right. And I think Fair even enough. though I'm with you, Jimmy G was carried by that defense. He could have a good game. He, 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 I think he's still a capable enough quarterback Absolutely. to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So, I got a list here, Arthur Motz, of all the quarterbacks who started gonna games in the National Football League last year. Now, we don't need to go like all the way, because there's like 50-some names on this list, all right? We don't need to go all the way to the bottom of the list.
2: And, Why not? We got time.
1: And debate if Jeff Driscoll could, could win a Super Bowl as a starting quarterback. Nope. Not good. <laughs> um... But let's start with the guy that we were just kind of talking about in the last segment, Lamar
2: Jackson. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I think he possesses all the tools. Obviously, any quarterback that can get a regular season MVP, I mean, we talk about how great Big Ben has been, and he's never received an MVP vote. Russell We Wilson. talk about Russell Wilson, never received an MVP vote. So the fact that he has an MVP, an award he won, yeah, he's in that category. He can definitely win one.
1: I'm with you. I think so, too. Listen, I mean, just just look at the numbers. Uh, you can you can talk about its gimmick. It's going to catch up with the Ravens. And you can hasn't talk caught about, up yet. Hasn't caught up yet. And <laughs> you can talk about, too, I know that this is another favorite one of a lot of my Steeler Nation brethren, that, okay, well, it's just a matter of time until Lamar Jackson gets hurt. They've been saying that since he was at Louisville in 2015. He hasn't got hurt yet. And, he, and he hasn't gotten hurt yet. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a no-brainer. Uh <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, do we need to discuss that? Because he's already got uh, one. Just, I
2: don't know about that nah, one, I'm man. Not
1: sure. He's a little too gimmicky. I'm still I mean, on the
2: fence. He throws the ball too much. Can
1: he? Can he stand in the pocket and make a pass? I mean, I don't know. Uh, Russell Wilson, another guy, already has a Super Bowl ring. Been to another one. Don't need to debate that. Yeah.
2: Yes. Now, now. Yes. Okay, wait, hold on. What you? Well, no, no. Because I, oh. the way you said it at first is like, oh, he already been there, already had. It's it like, wait a minute. Now he was, he was. Come here, little baby. The right? you on my back, real quick.
1: Right. I, you're 100% right. But I think even with that, while he wasn't the star of the show, while he wasn't the – The uh, second
2: one he could – yes. He the second wasn't one, the yes.
1: engine that made
2: that caboose run. The second he, one, yes. I, he, I give
1: him the I second I think, one. yeah, I think Russell Wilson still made enough plays to yes. put that team in a position to succeed. Or not. Or not, <laughs> yeah. We saw that yeah, too. That's true. Drew Brees. Drew Brees! As it stands right now still, even though he's like 57 years old, yes. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh it, He missed some time last year due to injury, but as long as he's healthy, 27 touchdowns, four interceptions, I mean, yeah, this is a guy that still has some good football in front of him despite the age. He got some juice. Now we're starting to get into some names here of guys who, well, there's still some guys that have won Super Bowls that we have to get to, but some more interesting names here, Arthur Mm. Muggs. Deshaun Watson.
2: I think he can. I, I mean, w- a- when he's on, you definitely seen what he's capable of doing. I think that Bills game last year in the playoffs was a a very very, I guess, signature performance for him. Everybody mm-hmm. remembers the game that Deshaun had against the uh, the Seahawks, Legion of Boom, where he went crazy on those guys as well. Um and. I mean, that was one of the years it was like, oh, he, he could be MVP caliber that year. Yeah. Then obviously he got hurt. But we've seen Deshaun light it up. We've seen Deshaun be the reason why they've won in spite of the, you know, the ineptitude with their offensive line at times and sometimes with their coaching staff. Yeah. So, with that being said, man, I definitely think that he could get it done.
1: I think so, too. I, I think Deshaun Watson, I mean, you could argue that he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the National Football League right now. Yes, you can't make that argument. How, how, how could I say that that guy isn't good enough to win a Super Bowl if I could also make that argument at the same time? Yeah, I'm with you on that one. This is a really interesting one for me. Last one here before we go to break and get to some more of these on the other side. Ryan Tannehill.
0: ah.
1: <sighs> I'm going to say yes, but barely, because, I mean, everything has to be like it was last year, right around him. But I'm going to say yes, but just just barely. But I'll say yes.
2: It's hard to say no when they were in the (laughs) AFC Championship game. I would be sounding like a a hater. I know,
1: it's a loaded one that I just just gave you. I guess
2: my problem is, though, like, having seen him play... For numerous years, having the opportunity to have shared a stadium with him, obviously being in that same division, my perspective of Tannehill is just a little bit different. It just doesn't hit the same way yeah. for me. Yeah. So,
1: and that's another one of those never crown a guy. I mean, my my eulerisms yeah. never crown a guy off of one year.
2: So, as much as I would love to say, "Oh yeah, man," you know, he, he's definitely in the conversation. I just personally don't think he has. What it takes to be that, but hey, that's just my perspective. That's the first one we disagree on.
1: And Ooh, like I said, man, I that, that,
2: listen. That one year cannot wash all those other years I've seen, man.
1: Hey, I'm kind of going against my own. Don't crown guys off of one year. May
2: you do that a lot, though. You always go against your own thing. Hey,
1: if there's if there's one thing that us if there's one thing us sports guys <laughs> uh, have in common with politicians, it's do as I say, not as I do. Yeah,
2: man. <laughs> I just came from, I mean, dude, two years. I I know. Now, granted, it was early in in his career, but, man, I I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that Tannehill thing come out there like, okay, nice. Run a little bit. Yeah, you can hit me in the face with it. Okay, throw it to me. I can play catch. Let's do it.
1: Let us know what you think about Ryan Tannehill, and we'll pick up uh, some more of these names. A couple more interesting guys I got to give to Mozi on the other side as we wrap up the first hour of the show. Inside the Electric Factory, Arthur Moats, Wesley Euler. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: Quarterbacks who can win a Super Bowl. That's our uh, topic here at the end of the first hour of the program. I think I know where we're going to go with this one, Arthur Motes. You do. But I... Hey, I mean, uh, I mentioned Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes on this list, so we got to mention everybody. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, While he's still not the same Aaron Rodgers of five years ago, yes, I certainly still think he's good enough to win a Super Bowl. You
2: still think he's good enough? I thought you were going to say he's washed.
1: I mean, he was in the NFC Championship game last year. I just kind of used that logic for Tannehill the other way. And Aaron Rodgers, let's just say, his career, Mosey, has been a little bit better than Tannehill's at fair? Just just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can go with that, man. Uh, Hey, he's 36. I, again, it's, uh, he's not the same quarterback that he was when he was 31. He ain't as good as he once was, but, I, I yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers is still certainly good enough to win a Super Bowl.
2: Yeah, without a doubt, man. He still possesses all the things that made us fall in love with him when he was doing his— or actually not fall in love with him, made us hate him because of what he did to us in the Super Bowl. But that's for another day. <laughs> but either way, man, he, he definitely is very talented, and he still has it. And the team that he's with, too, in Green Bay, man, the piece they're putting around him— That defense that they've built up, they are more than capable. I think so, too. That's a team that it'll be interesting to see what they look like this
1: year. Second year of Matt LaFleur's system, a a much-improved defense. (laughs) Stick in that division here for a moment.
2: I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) Had a mess of crepes last weekend. They were delicious.
2: I don't say crepes. Can you just say little French pancakes?
1: Stick in that division here. Kirk. Cousins. Now we're starting to get into the the interesting names Mm. here, Moatsy. Captain Kirk. Captain Kirk last year. 26 touchdowns, six interceptions, a little over 3,600 passing yards. Arthur Moats, could Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl?
2: Oh, man. Oof. This is tough.
1: I'll say this, if we say if Gosh. we say no for Kirk Cousins, that's a no for a lot of other people too. I know. But I'm lean
2: I don't think you understand like can he win a Super Bowl? Yes. In theory, yes. sure. Yeah, and th- yes, right, right. Is it gonna happen? Not a chance. <laughs> but in theory, yes, he had he he can win a Super Bowl. Could he make some throws? Sure. Could he lose a game for you? Absolutely. But I would be a hater if I would act like he did not go into New Orleans, facing Drew Brees,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and get a victory. It's true. I mean, he
1: did go down to New Orleans and get a victory. In in overtime. In In overtime. overtime.
2: Called game. Jump ball. It's true. It's (sighs)
1: dang true. I think so. Uh, Yes. I'll go yes. Not comfortably, but I'll go yes.
2: Yeah, I'll I'm tell you it. this
1: much: I'll put him ahead of Tannehill.
2: Yes, without a doubt. Well, see, you have Tannehill on your list. I said Tannehill can't. I don't think right. he can get it done. But Tannehill might be at the bottom of my list, but, but you know what, Kirk? I, and I told you why Nam Kirk's relationship is the way it is. He's hurt me too many times. I know. He I don't. You. I don't like that.
1: He's hurt. He's hit you in the wallet too, where where and where it
2: Absolutely. That uh, made it personal.
1: Another similar type
2: along these lines, same division, Matthew Stafford. I think Stafford definitely can get it done, man. He just needs a better support system, organization.
1: Yes, I. There's been times in his career where he's played like a top five quarterback. Absolutely, he's just never had a top five roster around him.
2: Nah, he's had some not or a, good or rosters a, and management.
1: Or a head coach that we think is like uh, competent <laughs> as a head
2: coach. It's bad, man.
1: Yeah, Matthew Stafford, we talked about him a little bit yesterday, too. With we how, did, yeah. You know, if the situations were different, I think people could look at him kind of how they look at Matt Ryan. Very true. It's just, it's all where you land, baby. Oh, now this one could be interesting. I'm interested to get Arthur Motes' opinion on this. Oh, man. Carson Wentz. Arthur Motes, not, is he going to be healthy enough to win a Super Bowl? Is he talented enough to win a Super Bowl? He
2: sure does get carried a lot. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> because <laughs> I mean, technically he already has a Super Bowl yeah, I'm like, you're
1: right That's you're right understand. on that te- te- um, technically low completion percentage last year only 64 percent, but over 4,000 pass yards 27 touchdowns seven INTs also had a rushing touchdown I have gone so back and forth on Carson Wentz and anyone who's listened to our show over the last two years knows this uh, there's been times where I thought he's a top-five quarterback in the league. There's been times where I thought, man, like, this guy's just never going to stay healthy enough to put it all together. But, again, I, I if I think Kirk Cousins and I think Ryan Tannehill could win Super Bowls, which I do, just barely, but I do, I, I have to say yes for Carson Wentz.
2: Yeah, without a doubt. Carson Wentz, I, I give him a hard time just because I know that's your boy. <laughs> but, ultimately, I mean, he definitely has the goods. He can throw the ball. He can run. He can do it all except stay healthy when it matters the yeah, most. Yeah. But that's that's neither here nor there. No, I mean, he that, defi- that is part of the Carson Wentz conversation, not necessarily for
1: this one, but it is right, part of the Carson the, Wentz the, conversation. The, the
2: health element. Yeah. If he's healthy, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. It's an absolute no-brainer. Yes, he has more than what it takes to win a Super Bowl. And actually, like, lead it. Could, could you know, following Nick Foles' footsteps, might even get him MVP one day. Mm.
1: Yeah, I think you're right. It'll be interesting though cuz it seems like the Eagles have kind of hit the reset button for a year or two. Sometimes you have to. Sometimes you have to. And and teams have been able to do that. It'll I, I'm very interested to see. I mean, I hit the reset button year. every
2: day when I wake up. Not like yesterday, bam, started. I hit, over. I hit the snooze <laughs> button every day when I
1: wake up. Um yeah, I think this is a real this is a real uh, show and prove year for Carson Wentz. Mm. Um because last year he was still able to drag that team with all their injuries to the playoffs, to the postseason. An okay job, well done in that regard. But I think now with you know the addition of Goodwin and the the drafting of Jalen Rager and the signing of Javon Hart, like if that team just stays, doesn't have the decimation of injuries that they had last year, yeah, there's no excuse for I think Wentz to to really show that to let that talent show through this year. And you know what? You, when you called him my guy, it made me think
2: he is your guy. He is. I'll he t- is I'll definitely take that. your guy. I take that. Let me guess. You're gonna say, well, Demi's Dak's your guy. Go ahead and say. It. Well, Dak is your guy, but. Dak is not my guy. I, you know. Dak, without a doubt, is not my guy. Carson Wentz, he's an FCS guy. I figured you have more love for your fellow FCS brethren. You know what school he went to. That's all I'm saying. You know what school he went to. (laughs) I don't like him because of that. (laughs) And it's that simple. So let's go
1: to that other guy, Dak Prescott. Yo, boy. Uh, Yes. 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 Yes.
2: Flat out. Yes. Yes. Dak has what it takes. Dak is part of a really, really good organization. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's you know, the management element of it is yeah. a little wacky good, sometimes. Good roster, <laughs> really good roster, and
1: we think that they have the right head coach for that group now too.
2: Yeah, very, very true, man. Yeah. Um
1: but yes, Dak, Dak Prescott, he, 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 he is does it all, and you can see his
2: numbers. Bowl. His numbers reflect that. I understand people will point to, well, look at his record versus teams that are over five hundred. I understand that, but. Still, when we're talking about a quarterback being capable, that can lead your team to the playoffs. That can lead your team to a Super Bowl, and ultimately, man, that's why I feel like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you're gonna say Tannehill can win a Super Bowl, then oh. you better. I mean, with no, flying no, I got, colors, I, say I got Dak. Dak.
1: I got Dak way above Tannehill and, and for Kirk me, Cousins. Yeah. And for
2: me, if I can say that Carson Wentz going a Super Bowl, then you better believe <laughs> Dak can win too.
1: Let me, <laughs> let me ask you this real quick. I know from the all things considered, like the injuries mm-hmm. and all that, that you would take Dak over Wentz. If I could guarantee you that Carson Wentz was never going to have another substantial – he's never going well, to – Well, you le- can't guarantee that. Just, okay, no, forget that. Just who do you think is a more talented quarterback, Wentz or Dak? <sighs> Just pure talent.
2: Well, clearly the more talented quarterback was the one who got drafted. What number one overall? Second, or, behind, or, behind Goff. no number two overall. Behind yeah, Goff. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, if you, if you look at that, then you know it's, it's pretty simple. I'm I'm gonna defend your boy Dak here, <laughs> okay?
1: And I know, and I rip on Dak a lot, but I do. I think he's one of the top ten, certainly top twelve quarterbacks in the National Football League, without a doubt. Um, I would take him over Kirk Cousins. I would take him over Ryan Tannehill. A lot of these guys that we've talked about. I say this for Dak too. There's been five quarterbacks, Arthur Moats, in the last 70 years that have had a passer rating of 95 or higher in three of their first four seasons in the National Football League. Okay. 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 Deshaun Watson, mm. Kurt Warner, Whew. Russell Wilson, talk about him.
2: Go so name Benjamin,
1: Benjamin Roethlisberger. Okay. And Dak Prescott. Yeah, so I mean, dude, if you think that this guy isn't good enough to win a Super Bowl, you, you got to be a really big Cowboys hater, which I am a Cowboys hater. But I'm plenty pl- of haters in this world. I'm a I'm a realist. Uh, last one for you here, Motes, uh to wrap up the first hour, and then there's a couple more that we'll get into it to start the second hour as we as we as we end this conversation. A guy who I think is slightly underrated in terms of his career conversation, Matt Ryan. Yeah, I mean it's a yes, right? I mean the dude's won an MVP. Cut, the yes. dude's been to a Super Bowl at twenty eight to three in the third quarter of a Super Bowl. He, he's
2: another one of those guys. If you're saying no, Matt Ryan can't get it done, you're a flat out hater.
1: And Period. and 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 you're if you say no to Matt Ryan, you're saying no to a lot, uh, a lot of other guys, a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for a lot of the veteran names. How about some of these younger names, like a Josh Allen, like a Kyler Murray, mm. or how even about like. Some of these AARP names, like a, like a, like a, like a wow, Tom, like that's a, what we're doing like now. Like Thomas Brady. I miss it. the AARP names. Jeez. We'll wrap this discussion as we open the second hour on the oh, other side. One you are hour, not nice. One hour. Gosh.
2: I need to know who else is in this AARP category. Just Tom Brady. That's
1: it. Gosh. That's it. Listen, Arthur Motes, if there's one guy that our listeners, our loyal listeners here on SNR are okay with me being mean to, it's Tom. It's Tom. It's Thomas Brady. What's his isn't his name, middle name Edward? Thomas Edward Brady. Does
2: that sound right? I don't know. I, I'm not a Tom Brady lover. I don't know about that. All right, it might be Edward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll wrap up this discussion to begin hour two. Also get to your tweets. At West you're at the Body52. The Body. One hour in the books, another hour to go. Keep rocking with us. Inside the Electric Factory, Euler and Motes. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Good afternoon, Steelers Nation Radio. How we doing? I'm hungry. Well, that's good. Me too. About an hour away from lunchtime here on the program. Arthur Motes, the nine-year NFL vet. Wesley Euler, the pond hockey legend. There it is. There it is. (laughs) Our little 120-minute corner of the world to talk some pigskin. I love it. Steelers Blitz on SNR, hour number two wrapping up this conversation we're having about and remember it, it, you know if you if you're just joining us if you're catching this on the loop if if maybe you hopped in you know 15 20 minutes ago we were discussing some comments by Trent Williams the newest San Francisco 49er a left tackle who let's just average say average
2: quarterback veteran yeah, let's just said,
1: right? let's just say who has has played with a lot of okay quarterbacks in his lifetime as an NFL player. His career is 11 years in the National Football League. And and I just want to let
2: y'all know, that wasn't me saying that. It was not. That's what the NFL said. NFL.com. The The most savage headline ever on NFL.com. Yeah, Tripp Williams as an average quarterback veteran. (laughs) I mean. Their words, not mine. Spot the lie. (laughs) I'm just just reporting the news. That's it. I just report the news. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't don't shoot me,
1: baby. (laughs) Um. Trent Williams saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is awesome and he's excited to get to work with him. That led, you know, in this day and age, this gold rush of content mining while we're all waiting for sports to get back up and going here. To think, okay, well, who are the quarterbacks that you could win a Super Bowl with in the National Football League? We've gone through 12 names already, Arthur Motes. A couple more that I want to get to here. Kyler Murray. Mm. I think as it stands right now, I'm going to say yes. From From everything that we've seen... Uh, played full 16 games last season, 30, a little over 37,000 passing yards, 20 touchdown passes, four touchdown runs. He also had a little over 500 yards rushing as well. And he did all this with a ragtag offensive line and where his best weapon is another AARP guy in Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, yeah, I think is the limit for Kyler Murray. I think he's going to be a good quarterback, a top 10 guy in the National Football League for a long time. And so,
2: obviously, I think he's going to be capable of winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree with that, man. <clears throat> when you look at what Kyler Murray was able to, uh, to do in AZ with, a very, very underwhelming cast of characters surrounding him, <laughs> especially I mean, in particular the offensive line, because my dog Gilbert was hurt. Gilly. Shout out to him. You know what I mean? But he was still able to be very successful, still being able to win rookie of the year, even though I personally felt that should have went to uh, Josh Jacobs, but that's for another debate. Hmm. I still think that he has enough talent, man. Obviously, you can see what he can do with the ball from a throwing standpoint, but his ability to extend plays, create the off-schedule plays, yeah those are the things that stands out to me because in the NFL, you look at the most successful quarterbacks, the Ben Roethlisbergers, the Drew Breeses, the Tom Brady's, the Patrick Mahomes, they all thrive in the off-schedule, the off-tempo, when the play doesn't go as it's supposed to go. They still find ways to create, and they all do it differently. Some do it with their legs. Some do it with their throwing ability. Some do it by just putting pressure on the defense by moving out the pocket, but moving out the pocket to throw, a la Aaron Rodgers. So when I think of those situations, I see, man, Kyler Murray possesses all those same character traits, and he's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Super tough. And I think that Russell Wilson has done a great job of removing the myth that, hey, if you're under 6'4", you can't be a successful quarterback in the NFL. And I think that now we're starting to see that, hey, man, if you can ball, you can ball. And I think with Kyler Murray, he's in that category of just being a flat-out baller. I think so,
1: too. And only going to get better. He's, he's going to be a good quarterback in the National Football League for a long time. All right, let's do it, mozi the newest taking his talents to Florida. Hey. Member of the sports community. Tom Brady. Mm. I mean, the answer's yes. Is it, it really, though? Yeah. Can I be hypocritical of myself here for a second? Can I Can I just say something that is going to sound completely hypocritical? Let but me hear it, man. Get on your soapbox. Let's go. You know what? I said it yesterday, right? The Adam Sandler line. I have a microphone and you don't. I want to hear it. Let's go. I looked up his name during the break. Mm-hmm. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady will never win another Super Bowl. But Tom Brady could win another Super Bowl. Say, so, so the answer is yes. I wrote an article. Do you remember this? Do you remember when I had all of, of, of Patriots Nation angry at me on Twitter? No, 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 I did. No, no, no. Talk about it. Most, February was a heck of a month for me. I, I know mean, you had started right in the I had Brian Dawkins and all of the Eagles I fans that. mad at me on Twitter. I remember that. And then I had all the Patriots fans mad on Twitter because – I don't know if you remember right Tom Brady the week of the Super Bowl he put out a statement where he said I don't know where I'll be playing next year but I plan on being in the Super Bowl and that to me was just it's so typical Tom Brady's got to inject his creepy face everywhere I think that's what I wrote in my blog and he's got he's got to make
2: everything about him Tom Brady's got to make everything about him rumor has it he has the face of an angel i never seen an angel. He's never had Botox. Definitely not. But yeah. they said he has the face of an angel. That's what they said, man.
1: Well, whoever said that could come see me because <laughs> I've talked to angels and they don't look like Tom <laughs> Brady.
2: Uh, were they I, in the outfield?
1: I said that when Tom Brady said that his plans for next year were to be participating in in the Super Bowl. I wrote an article that, that Tom Brady will never win another Super Bowl, and some mm. some you know reporter in New England picked up on it and was like, "Look at this typical propaganda from Pittsburgh and ESPN." <laughs> so I'm not I'm not big mad with you. I'm listen. I'm not going to take back my words that I said a couple a couple months ago. I still believe it. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady will never win another Super Bowl. But could he? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's my moment of hypocrisy for the day. <laughs>
2: Yeah, this is a no brainer. We all know what Tom Brady is capable of. And he's going to have a better supporting cast around him while being in Tampa Bay. Now, granted, he's not going to have the same level of coaching in Tampa. I mean, no shade towards Bruce Arians, but it's the reason why Belichick is Belichick and why he's you know viewed as one of the greatest coaches of all time. So with that being the case, man, we all know what Tom Brady's still capable of doing. His accuracy is still there. His leadership is still there. And the fireiness that he plays with is still there. He's healthy. And like I said, he has more weapons. So with that being the case, man, I think this is a no-brainer. Yes, indeed. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Here's what I wrote. Can win another Super Bowl.
1: Here's what I wrote, right? So Tom Brady took to his Instagram account to let everyone know his big plans for next year's Super Bowl. I'm not wearing a blazer to the Super Bowl next year, was Tom mm. was Tom Brady's comment. Here's what I wrote. I mean, how thick is this guy? The Patriots couldn't even make it out a wild card weekend against the Titans in Foxborough. Now we're supposed to believe that Brady, who will be 43 in August and struggle more than ever this past season, is going back to the Super Bowl with mm. who? The Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, that was, a, that was a pretty good line, wasn't it? I like that. was a I pretty good line. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady is never playing in another Super Bowl. He may not like it, but he may as well accept it.
0: Ooh, my macho man came out mm. there, brother. Mm. Ooh, Thomas mm. Edward Patrick mm. Brady. You may not
1: like it, but accept it. Mm. You're never playing in another Super Bowl, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. <sighs> but, I mean, could he? Yeah, yeah certainly he could. <laughs> Jimmy G, we already <laughs> talked about him. Uh, we're, we're both yes on, on Jimmy G. He's
2: towards the bottom of the barrel Listen, board. if we're putting Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott as yeses,
1: yeah. Jimmy G's been there. He's taken a team exactly. there. Yeah. Derek Carr. Man, I don't. No. I'm going to say no. No. Yeah, I'm going to say no. I don't see it at all. I, I don't either. It, if you would have asked me this after his rookie year, I would have said, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay.
2: it seems like he's regressed ever since then. He has. I think the year when he broke his leg. That was the year it all changed. I mean that was the year, oh man, MVP caliber, he's mm-hmm. doing this, doing that. Broke his leg and then yeah, it just hasn't really looked the same
1: since then. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. All right. Now I'm gonna now it's my turn to put Arthur Moats on the spot.
2: Oh. Josh Allen, quarterback, Buffalo Bills. I think yes, man. I think he took a big step forward in year two. The biggest concern with him in year one was his accuracy issues. Obviously, he was turning the ball over at a high rate, and he just wasn't very accurate on deep uh, on the downfield passes, and stuff like that. But you saw in the next year a, a, a huge uptick in his completion yes. percentage. You saw a huge uptick in terms of his touchdown-to-interception ratio. And he did a better job of leading them and ultimately got them back into the playoffs where they just – I mean, they had a lead on the Texans, end up having some questionable calls down in the end, and they end up losing in overtime. But to lose to Deshaun Watson and that Texans team, there's nothing to hang your hat on, man. Nothing to hang your head about. And and I think just going forward that they are the favorites in the AFC East, like we already talked about. And I just think that, man, he is going to be a key catalyst to their success. And I see him in a different vein than Ryan Tannehill because I remember – Early on in Ryan Tannehill, those are some of the same concerns. Man, he could run, has a very strong arm, but accuracy issues down the field. And we never saw Tannehill address that. We never saw Tannehill take that next step. He seemed the exact same his first four years, whereas you saw the big jump with Josh Allen last year compared to that first year. You saw him take that step forward and protect the ball better, make better throws, understanding when to take the shots and when not to take the shots. And being a smarter runner as well. So I think in that department, I do have a lot more confidence in him long-term than I did in Tannehill or probably will ever have in Tannehill.
1: Yeah, I had to think about Josh Allen for a second, but I'm a yes too. And I think what you touched on, he's still not a finished product. And I, you saw that improvement from year one to year two. Why would I not think, since I've seen that improvement already after one year, why can't I think that – listen – I don't think he's he's ever gonna be Drew Brees when it comes to, to being an accurate passer. Very true. But but do I think that he can continue to get better in that regard? Certainly. So I'm with
2: you on Josh Allen. I will go yes yeah, after and I think, after this second season. And I think best case Josh Allen is Cam Newton. Like yeah. he's in that vein. Yeah. Big, and you you take if you're a Bills fan, you take that yes, for sure. Absolutely. I think he, he that's that's best case scenario. And I think worst case scenario is Tannehill, which still isn't terrible. I don't want people to think that I'm, you know, just saying that is the worst quarterback ever because that's not the case at all. When we're talking about what it takes to win a Super Bowl or even lead a team to a Super Bowl, it takes a lot. Yeah. A lot has to go right, but you have to be, we're, we're saying not being carried to a Super Bowl, can you lead a team to a Super Bowl? And I think that's the difference in between those two. So even though Tannehill's still a good quarterback, I don't know if he's I don't think, well, I already said it, I don't think he's personally, you know, right. on that level. He can win games. Right. But, but to lead a team to a Super Bowl, I mean, a lot has to go right
1: for them. This is an interesting one to me because he's been to a Super Bowl, but did he lead the team there? Uh-oh. Jared Goff. I'm going to say yes, but again, he's oh, another one of those. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? The more and more we do this, I think I'm kicking Tannehill out. <laughs> and the bottom of my list is is, you know, going to be like Goff, Jared Allen. Josh Allen, sorry.
2: You really said yeah. yes.
1: To golf? golf? He's man. been to a Super Bowl. Come on, man. <sighs> Come on, man. I don't know I will say this. I think I think the decline's gonna continue. I think
2: so as well. He's yeah. Pinocchio.
1: So uh, he's Pinocchio. All right, fine. Alright, you know what? Listen, You're right. Listen. You've convinced
2: me. I'm saying no. I'm McVay saying is no. is Geppetto. Yep. And golf is Pinocchio. Okay? That's it. <laughs>
1: That uh, girly's gone that offensive yeah. line is gone i'm not buying it And we know over the
2: next two years that roster is going to continue to get depleted because of his contract yes <laughs> so i don't want to hear that man i just can't go with it baby can't do it last
1: year he accounted for 24 touchdowns and 21 turnovers yeah i'm
2: out on jerry <laughs> i'm out philip rivers hmm. has he found the fountain of youth in indianapolis yeah, see, that's it. Before
1: this past season, I would have said yes for sure.
2: You know, if I would have never saw until he yeah. went
1: twenty three touchdowns and twenty interceptions last season, it was really bad. Last year was really bad
2: for Philip Rivers.
1: Maybe I'd, st- I think I'd still have him hit the bottom of the barrel though. I, I think I, I, I would.
2: I, listen, he barely makes the cut.
1: Yes, but that's more so for reputation. The Col- now with
2: the Colts organization yes. too, that helps me to. Yes. Yeah. If this was, I saw how he looked last year, and he stayed in L.A. Then not a chance. But because of the stuff that's going on in Indianapolis, that team that they have offensive defense, we talk about that being probably the most complete team, or one of the most complete teams in the NFL across the board. Mm-hmm. If Philip can just be a shell of himself, he'll be fine. Yeah, he'll right. get there. Yeah, and a they'll, shell of they'll, himself they'll is still games. absolutely. And a shell of himself is still a major upgrade over Jacoby Brissett and Brian Hoyer. So with that being the case, then yes. I will say that I think Phillips still can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback or lead a team to a Super Bowl.
1: I think so, too. Barely. Close, but Barely. I think so, too. Okay, three. I got three more names on my list, all young guys, all just finished their first year, just finished their second year. Let's start with the first year guy. And it's fair, too, I think, Motes, that you could tell me kind of incomplete. You know, I got to see more. What oh, about, now you're saying that. What, huh. What about Daniel Jones?
2: Mm, Danny Dimes, yeah, this is tough.
1: I think so. The dude hasn't even started. He's only started 13 games But I, But I will say this.
2: If I'm going to sit here and say that Kyler Murray hmm. can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback off of what we just saw one season's worth, and it's only a three-game difference between the two, then without a doubt, we saw what Daniel Jones was able to do. We saw how, I mean, he made people kind of forget about Eli a little <laughs> bit, man. Because cause think about this. Considering the two previous years when they were trying to decide, hey, man, can we get Eli in there? Is Eli still <laughs> going to be the guy, or do we need to get Eli up out of here? And everybody was – I mean, it was just a whole bunch of nonsense going on around him. Remember that? Daniel Jones came in, and despite everybody saying that they should have took Haskins, despite everybody going crazy – when that, that guy sixth overall. Listen, despite everybody going crazy when they posted the little OTA video of him throwing the ball 100 yards past the, the, the intended receiver – he still went out there and was executing. He still went out there and was being successful. And that was with a very, very bad team. Mm-hmm. Wasn't protected. The O-line was and trash. And Saquon was hurt. Yeah, so he still went out there and found ways to be successful, found ways to win games. And I definitely think even with the 13-game sample size – we see the things that he's able to do. You see the throw he's able to make. You see he's a smart quarterback. And I ultimately think that, yeah, he can definitely in the right situation. I don't yeah. think what happened happen with the Giants. And I think that's important, too, when we're having this conversation about which quarterbacks do we think can take a team to a Super Bowl. Some situations, like with Phillip Rivers, you feel more confident because of his situation, because of the team around him, yes. 100%. With Daniel Jones, I'm, it looking, works the opposite I'm way. just looking solely at him. He has the goods. He can be on another team, or if the Giants improve their team, he can be a reason why you win a Super Bowl. Do I, I think, think so it too. ever happened for him in New York? Not at all. At least under the current regime. Correct.
1: <laughs> I, I, Yeah, I was one of those men. I thought that the Giants were crazy to take him sixth overall in the 2019 draft, but now I'd say that I think Giants fans should be optimistic about Daniel Jones.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. Great, great pickup, man. And it's funny. That's why the draft is what it is, though, right? You Mm -hmm. take guys, you go crazy, you you rank the grades, and then you never know until the season starts. Now you're like, well, man, look at this guy in this situation. And it's no knock on Haskins because Haskins was in another very, very dysfunctional situation Mm -hmm. as well. Daniel Jones,
1: Motzi, I think everyone can agree on this. If this guy goes on to have a Super Bowl-winning Hall of Fame-type career, a lot of people are going to owe that young man an apology. Oh, without a <laughs> doubt. A lot of people are going to owe that young man an apology. Now, when I said that I think Giants fans should be optimistic about their quarterback, Daniel Jones, this next guy, I don't know if I'm singing that same tune, but this is an Does interesting he one. Ghosts? No, we'll get to him. He's my final one. Okay. Before we get to the guy who sees ghosts, we get to the guy who's uh, – or maybe I should have gone from New York to New York. That's bad planning on my part. Come on, man. You're, you're over here, rookie, Ricky Radio. Baker Mayfield. Mm. I don't know if I'm optimistic about him you and I have had some conversation about him do I think Baker Mayfield Mm. can be a starting long term starter franchise type quarterback in the NFL yes I do do I ever think he's going to be Drew Brees do I ever think he's going to be a bona fide number one overall pick top five, top seven without a doubt quarterback in the National Football League no I do not the Browns organization plays into this too certainly
2: Listen, man. I'm
1: going to say no. I, I I could
2: regret that a year or two from now, but I'm going to say no. <laughs> well, I always laugh, man, when, when uh, people are talking about Baker Mayfield. They talked about how, you know, just he struggles getting out the pocket in terms of outrunning the 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 pass rush and things like that that you see a lot of times when guys escape the pocket, how they're able to throw on the run and get out and gain some yards on the ground, how he was one of the most sacked quarterbacks in that department because he just doesn't have the foot speed – to get away from those guys yep they talk about his accuracy issues as well and the one thing that they try to say to give him praise was but look at him in play action or, or, or look at what he's able to do versus this situation right here it's like this, this one very very like particular situation where they're like oh he's really good here though when you got to do that it really really brings concerns to me in terms of if this guy is capable of getting the job done and for me right now i'm just not seeing it i understand that he can flash but from the small sample size that we've seen we've seen a really good baker and we've seen a really really bad baker yeah and if everything holds true he's probably somewhere in the middle and if that's somewhere in the middle i don't personally think that that's enough to lead a team to a super bowl and like you said, man, him being in Cleveland definitely plays a role in that. Very similar to the Daniel Jones conversation. It's just I think Daniel Jones has more tools, and just from a quarterback smartness standpoint, you know, the awareness and understanding when to make some of these throws and things like that. I think that Daniel is ahead of him in that department. Yep.
1: Oh, I agree, and I think some of the you know some of the intang- intangible stuff that we've talked about too. This is always one of those off-season debates that people have is, do you want your quarterback to have personality, right? I do. Do you want your quarterback to be a Baker Mayfield or a Cam Newton, or, or do you want your quarterback to, to be opposed to, it. to be a robot, right? Like That's something that you know Colin Cowherd always gets into these type of debates in the middle of the summer when there's nothing else to talk well, about.
2: Well, which one do you like, Wes? You want a robot or you want them to express themselves?
1: So I'll say this because this is a conversation I've had with my buddies as it relates to hockey, too. Uh-oh. Uh oh. As a, oh. As a, from an entertainment perspective, mm-hmm. give me uh, PK Subban, Alexander Ovechkin as the leader of my team all day. But from a I-just-want-to-win perspective, I'd rather have a Sidney Crosby who's, yes. who's a robot, who cares about, doesn't even have a brand, doesn't even know what that means. I just Just, win. just wants to win. I just win. So I, I love both type of athletes. Don't get me wrong, because sports are supposed to be entertaining. That's what we want. But, yeah, if I'm building my team around one. Um, but I, I, it's one thing, right? Like, I loved what Cam Newton, when he was at, at the height of his powers in Carolina, because it worked there because they were winning – because he had a sta- he had stability around him, all right? Like, they had Ron Rivera as the head coach. Baker Mayfield doesn't have that stability around him. Like, I think Baker Mayfield kind of needs to be the stability. He needs yes. to be the one who is focused on winning, the one who's not doing a million commercials and out here dancing in and videos and making GIFs and, and all this stuff, where you can get away with that more if you're in a stable organization, which Baker Mayfield is not. It's a lot of combustible elements. I will say to his credit... He's gone away this offseason. He's been real quiet this offseason as opposed to last offseason. Well, and I think
2: that's due to the whole COVID situation and him not being able that's, to have the cameras on him every day at OTAs. He not be in
1: an Indians game chugging Correct. beers
2: because there are no Indians yeah, games. <laughs> because that was going on. Then anytime they would talk to him at OTAs, he had something hot that he wanted that's to true. say and stuff like that's that. That's true. So for all everybody that's being quiet right now, I don't think it's necessarily a, tur- a new leaf being turned over. I think it's just a product of the circumstances.
1: I'm honest and aware enough to, to know that, that – this could certainly change with Baker Mayfield. He's talented enough. Yes. There's enough talent on that roster. But as it stands right now, I'm saying no. I like that. Last one, mozi unless you have any that you want to throw at me. Man, we're not throwing a backup, Sam? All right, just check. <laughs> you. You. I mean, we could honestly, like, we could talk guys like Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke, but I just... I, I, no, we could talk about Mitch Trubisky. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> we can talk about Teddy Bridgewater. I just Teddy two gloves. I just, eh. I think the, I think the last person really worth talking about with the body of work and, and enough to, to really have a conversation with. Tama, you don't think
2: Teddy should be in that conversation, though?
1: Yeah. See, I thought about having, like, my only thing with Teddy is that it's been, what, three or four years since we've seen him be a full-time starter. That's the only thing. Yeah, that five-game sample size I'm not buying. He's going to get his chance, though, this year. We'll know, we'll know about Teddy this year, 100%. Uh, Sam Darnold, Mr. Seeing Ghosts himself. Arthur Motes, mixed bag for the uh, the mono-stricken quarterback. But he ended out the campaign pretty well. Encouraging finish to the season for Sam Darnold. I'll let you go first on this one because I got some Sam Darnold takes and I don't want to throw off the, the conversation by
2: just going right into my Sam Darnold hot takes. Yeah, picks. fair enough, man. I personally think that he does have what it takes. Um, We saw when he was healthy without the mononucleosis. <laughs> That's a good pronunciation, but you. you know I, you know. Say so I do a little song. Say that five times fast. But no man, when before he had that, he was playing extremely well. Then after he had that, and he came back, he still started doing well again. And you saw the Jets team what they looked like with him out there and with him not out there. He is the straw that stirs that drink. <laughs> he can't make the throws now. Granted, that New England team, it got him. They had they had his number, but. The pages have done that to a lot of people. Let's Belichick's be done it. that to a lot of people. Let's be real about it. He just got caught on Mike saying it, and that's what made it look. Oh man, that much worse. But the dude can ball. He he does possess everything that you would want in a starting quarterback. I mean, I, I'll probably change his haircut a little bit, but that's for another day. It's <laughs> for another day.
1: Yeah, I echo everything you just said. I am a big believer in Sam Darnold. I the two guys, Mozi, It's funny you've joked about one of them, but the two guys that I think. My evaluation of my viewpoints on differ most from the national viewpoint are Carson Wentz and Sam Darnold. Mm. I really believe in both of those guys. I believe in their talent and their ability as quarterbacks. There's a Sam Darnold has a lot that people use against him, right? I mean, just I think the fact that he plays for the Jets and everyone's like, oh, you can't, you can't be a successful quarterback for the Jets and that dysfunction. And people use the USC thing against him too,
2: right? Yeah. All these
1: quarterbacks come out of USC and they're frauds. Uh, there's a that lot is that,
2: crazy how that works, though, right? There's a
1: lot that people use. Like, as if every single quarterback to ever come out of USC is all the same, right? Well, if a couple of them are frauds, they must all be frauds. Well, not You get the same thing with Alabama.
2: Oh, man, these Alabama running backs, man, they come out. Gosh, they're not going to last. They <laughs> suck. Like, okay.
1: All right. You go ahead and throw that that blanket yeah. statement over, over everybody. Yeah, I, I believe in Sam Darnold. I really do. I think... Aside from Lamar Jackson, right, that f- that five-quarterback first-round class in 2018, it was that 2018 draft. Or, or no, it was the 2019 draft. 19. Yep. You had Baker Mayfield, you had Sam Darnold, you had Josh Allen, you had Josh Rosen, and you had Lamar Jackson. Uh, aside from Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold's the one that I would want most right now still. I, I believe in Sam Darnold. He needs some weapons. He needs some help on that offensive line. I think they've had a good offseason in that regard. I'm still not sold on the
2: head coach or the organization
1: but for Sam Darnold, I say yes, Arthur Moats as well.
2: Well, I'm glad we can agree upon pretty much everything except what.
1: <laughs> who, who didn't we agree on? Tannehill. But you even got me to kind of come to the yeah. other side on that one. And was so. that the
2: only one? In golf. Golf. Yeah. Yeah. But do you,
1: you. All right. You know what? I'm gonna st- I'm gonna hold pat on Tannehill, but I'm gonna say no on golf. How about that? <laughs>
2: yeah, I'm gonna say I'm just not not a chance with golf.
1: Arthur Motes, we've gotten a bunch of tweets on this that I want to get to on the other side, namely.
2: Man, see, I've been slacking, man. I have not been on my phone. No, no, yeah, man. I'm glad, I'm glad you on the on the dot com getting this right. Namely, the people want to know if we think Ben Roethlisberger
1: can still win a Super Bowl. Ooh, Ooh we did leave that name. We'll out, talk huh. about that. When oh, we come didn't back, we? As well as I got a little housekeeping, a few quick hitter items that I want to hit on with Arthur Motes. on Twitter at Sealer, at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. Wrapping up the uh, second hour to go. Uh, it's still a half an hour part of me to go here in the second hour as I try and find my words. Come back with us. It's Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR.
1: The power grid is lit on this Tuesday, lit, Arthur Motes. Lit. Uh, we got a bunch of questions about this quarterback conversation. Our partner, little J and B55, said Tom Brady isn't going to win a Super Bowl again ever. That's why I love you, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> and said, I got a question for you two. Do you think Ben can win one or two more Super Bowls? Uh little J and B is not the only one asking. Russell wants to know about how we think about Ben this year. Richard wants to know what we think about Ben this year. So, Arthur Motes, to wrap
2: up this last discussion. And you're going first. After that, what you put down on on Thomas, Edward, Patrick, Brady. Oh, yeah, I want to hear this.
1: Remember, do as I say, not as I do.
2: I want to hear this. Let's see what this energy is, Mr. Wesley Lamont Euler. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You better put some respect on my... You better, <gasps>
1: do you know what my middle name is? Isn't it like uh, something with a V, right? It's something with a V because uh, my initials are WVU. Yeah. It's, and, um, and, and my parents did that on purpose. Right. Well, I was going to say dad, your dad because he won the bet my with your dad, mom. Okay. So I have told yeah. this story before. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just don't good.
2: remember. It's not Vincent. It's... Valen. Valen. Yeah. Unless I knew it was something like that. Yeah.
1: Uh-oh. Now now everybody knows my full name. Hey, hey. Also, my social security number is 857. I'm <laughs> telling
2: you, man. You, you tell me this social security number is going down. <laughs>
1: Uh, Arthur Motes, the answer is yes. Um, Because unlike Thomas Brady, Ben Roethlisberger's not working with a new head coach. He's not working with a new Mm. offensive scheme. He's not working with a brand new offensive line. And other than his tight ends, all new weapons around him. And unlike Thomas Brady, while I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is good and could certainly get better. And you know, anybody who's listened to this show knows that I love Devin White. Very true. Ben Roethlisberger has a better defense that he's working with in Pittsburgh than Tom Brady does in Tampa. And last but not least, I think the NFC is much better than the AFC. The AFC has two very good teams in the Chiefs and the Ravens, but after that, it's anybody's ball game. The NFC, I think, goes like six or seven deep with good, good football teams. So can
2: Benjamin Roethlisberger win another Super Bowl? And we're not asking about him getting carried now because you you, you, you saying You're a right. lot of things that sound like he's getting carried here. We, one can he lead it?
1: The answer, Arthur Motes, let me spell it out for you. Y E S. Yes, yes, yes. I like that. I like that. What say you, are, uh, Arthur Motes, Mr. Dabody? Well, I think this
2: is easy. Everybody knows my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, because first off, I understand the, the biggest concerns surrounding Ben are what? Just the elbow. And granted, we can overreact or underreact to the video that he posted out but I'm a man that likes to take his word for it and until he tells me otherwise or until I see otherwise in terms of him not being capable of being the same productive quarterback regardless of if he takes a step back or not I still think he has more than enough to be successful I mean you think about the last time we saw him on the field not this that six quarters but a last full season I mean he led the league in passing yards and now granted he did lead the league in passing attempts as well. It's context to that, and I'm with it. Sure. But you still could see his productivity. I wasn't a fan of the interceptions, but I do think even if he were to take a step back, quote-unquote, he's still going to be in the top ten of quarterbacks in the league with a step back. So, for me, I'm extremely confident, and that's why I feel like ultimately, yes, without a doubt, he can win another Super Bowl. Dilly dilly. I concur. dilly.
1: Alright, Arthur Motes, before we go uh to break one last time and get to our final segment where we get to the tweets from the power grid. Again, get them in at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. <gasps> the body. I've been trying to find a fun way. You know, we during the regular season, we have all of our bells and whistles, right? We have our benchmarks as we call them. Ah, yes. I've been trying to find some fun ways to incorporate some stuff that we use during the season into our okay. off-season show, right? So, Arthur Motes, I got a couple quick hitting Housekeeping items here that I want to run by you in the football world. Okay. And I got a little background music to do it too.
2: <gasps> you ready? I'm nervous, but I'm excited. Let's do it.
1: I got three quick hitting NFL topics here for you, Arthur Let's Motes, do it. that are related to football, but not really related to football. You know I love how it. To I love it. love it. Let's go. Raiders, first overall pick, Henry Ruggs. Has injured his thigh helping a friend move. Arthur, much you buying it or not? Did he oh run? man, Did was he, he, really? he? It's always I was either moving or I walked into a screen door. Those are always the two excuses hey, that I man. don't know. If it was
2: by. a good deed. The kid has no reason to fabricate anything. I just like how the misinformation of one minute, oh yeah, man, it wasn't that serious. He's not hurt at all. He'll be fine. Next minute, well, why is he on crutches then? Which one is it? Is it a serious injury? Is it not a serious injury? So for me, if we're saying fact or fiction about buying what he's selling, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. I'm I'm besides, at, he's I'm a little guy. He's not even like a big old lineman. What, what are you moving that was so heavy? You you were a first round draft pick. What are we talking about? You don't you're not moving no more. You buy movers. You yep. pay them to move whatever it is, yep. friend or not. Yep. I don't wanna hear it. I don't wanna hear it.
1: Another thing that you're not gonna wanna hear. Deshaun Jackson. He said this week. He says a lot of things. Too. I'm just like waiting it. for that beat to drop again. There we go. To build the drum. Deshaun Jackson said if there's no fans at NFL games for the entire season or for the beginning of the season, that the players should be mic'd up. Arthur Motes, Whoa. I know the fans <laughs> think this is Whoa. I know. I know <laughs> I know fans Whoa, wait fans, a minute. fans think this is a great idea.
2: Arthur Motes, tell them why this is not a great idea. It's not good. It's not good at all. Hopefully it's not live. If it's edited, cool. Do not have no live stream. Do not have it where, hey, man, you can hear it directly as it's happening because it's a lot of brands that are going to be destroyed. (laughs) It's a lot of reputations that are going to be destroyed. It's a lot of people that you might view a certain way that your opinion of them will definitely change because of some of the information that will be coming out. Doing a live NFL game with NFL players. Just a few choice words in there. Shoot. Deshaun Jackson, for a fact, I've heard him say some things, yeah. and it was like we came to the sideline. I'm like, yo, did you hear that? Y'all yeah, heard that. Did you hear that? Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Man, did you know he was with? I did not know that. Whoa, that's kind of crazy. That is, see, and Now, if that would have got out, totally different conversation. Yeah. Totally different conversation. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he, he, mm, mm, you keep that to yourself. I know that sounds like a great idea to the fans, mm, mm, but everything that Arthur dude. Motes has told me that's mm. I mean, we would love it. It would give us something to talk about. I tell you that. Ratings would go through the roof. But man, it would be some bad. Woo! Last one here, Arthur Motes, as the as the beat gets bumping. I love it, Love
1: it. Arthur Motes, after 58 days of holding the title, Rob Gronkowski's championship reign in the WWE has officially oh, come man. to an end. Rob Gronkowski was the WWE 24-7 champion, which for those of you who are unfamiliar, anytime, anytime, anybody Anyplace. can get it. 24-7 <laughs> champion. You could be challenged. So last night, the WWE aired a, a little clip that showed Gronk walking into his backyard in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Uh, R-Truth, who is a, another WWE superstar, um, dis- <laughs> disguised himself as a landscaper. Blindsided Rob Gronkowski <laughs> and pinned him. <sighs> Arthur Motz, can you believe Gronk went out like that? I mean, come on, man. You're Gronk. You got to go. Come on, man. You really man. just going to give all that up? Just Oh, yeah, just let him blindside. I got, I, listen, I got some. If he was still playing for the Patriots, I'd understand that, Gronk. But you can still be Gronk. Come on, man.
2: Listen, we all know. It's a quarterback in Tampa Bay <laughs> that put a call in and said, Look, man, I don't have time for this 24-7 nonsense. Because when we in the game on Sunday and I need us to win, I don't have time for you to be getting distracted because somebody wanna run up on you with this 24-7 nonsense, alright? So you have to go ahead and get that built up. Now you can either walk away or you can go down on your shield. He said, you know what, let me go down on my shield, let me let me flex show my house a little bit. I do have landscapers, so it'll look that much cooler than my landscaper was the guy. So, yeah, that was that was the route he took. And I'm for it. I'm cool with that. I'm cool with you're that. You're right. I think that was the quarterback saying, all right, buddy, yeah. you know, let's, let's, the only thing you're
1: focusing on 24-7 here is football, not I the mean,
2: WWE. And the pin itself, it was very, very gentle. It was. Hey, we understand you just came back. We're not about to work you out. We're not going to mm-hmm. get you hurt. No, no, we're going to take care of you, baby. And that's what they did. So I could totally respect that.
1: An hour and 40 minutes in the books, one segment to go. You know what that means. When we come back, we will wrap up with your tweets as always. So get them in while you can. Speak now or. Forever hold your peace. Until and tomorrow, hold your yeah. peace. At Wesley only at the Body 52. Oh, yeah. The Body. <laughs> wrap up the show when we return on the other side. This is Steelers Blitz on SNR. Sitting by the fire My grandma told your grandma I'm gonna set your flag on fire Talking about
0: midnight, This midnight, is midnight, the Steelers midnight, midnight, Blitz midnight, With Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes On your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR
1: Wrapping up the show on a Tuesday Steelers Blitz on SNR I should do this about every day But I always forget I ended up doing it just once a week But a reminder, if you miss the show if you're catching us in the loop but you only are getting a couple segments or maybe if you're busy with something at work and you have to go on a conference call or something for a few minutes, you miss some of the show. Maybe if your kids are acting up at home and you miss some of the show. Which
2: is a strong possibility.
1: <laughs> uh, every day, the show is put uh, up in podcast form. No commercials, no nothing. You can get it on demand at your fingertips where you get your podcast. That's Steelers Blitz with a Z. Like Zlatan. Like Zoltan. Or Zucchini. Like Zorro. Steelers Blitz with a Z for those of you who want the on-demand show right at your fingertips every single day. Arthur Motes, to the tweets we go. Our buddy David, the Photoshop extraordinaire, says Big Ben is loving this segment from our last segment. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, I'm just calling it as I seize it. Just this call- is what we do, man. Except for maybe when it comes to some of the Tom Brady stuff. I mean, I'll admit there's some... There's some. Listen, I've said this with Baker Mayfield too. All I, right,
2: man. I ain't even guessing now, baby. Uh, guessing I,
1: I'm nothing. I try to be nothing if not transparent on this show.
2: Sometimes right? you need a little hate in your blood.
1: For three years before he even got to the NFL, Baker
2: Mayfield took my heart out, stamped it on the sidelines at Norman. That happens to a lot of guys that that play West Virginia, though. You know that. Yeah,
1: it's 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 funny too, right, Motsy? Like a, a lot of people. When I got to Philadelphia and my coworkers there figured out my disdain for LaShawn McCoy, <laughs> they were like, wow, like you really hate the Eagles like that, huh? Like I didn't think that the Eagles and the Steelers was a rivalry. I was like, no, it's no, not. It it's has nothing to that. do. I said LaShawn McCoy could play for the Steelers and I still wouldn't like yeah. him. It's because December 1st, 2007 is the worst day of my life and he was a big part of that. It was a great game. Same with Baker Mayfield, all right? It, it
2: goes way deeper than just those guys at the professional level, all right? It goes hey, You know the funny thing? He probably didn't even care about y'all either. He ain't put no flag on <gasps> y'all, Phil. He was like, oh.
1: Yeah, right? No, to him it was just <laughs> This a, is another day. It's not Texas. It's not Ohio State. He, he might day, have been y'all.
2: sitting at halftime playing y'all. Would you take, <laughs> would <laughs> you <laughs> take <laughs> it easy? All right, <laughs> all right. Take
1: it easy. I think, the, I think the second time. One of the times he definitely – you know what? One of the times he played us, it was the week after when he did the crotch-grabbing incident uh, on the sideline of Kansas. Oh. So he actually got benched for, like, the first quarter or the first half. Ooh.
2: So it was competitive. Y'all were only down 14? <laughs> that's, that, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good
1: one. Because that was also the week before Will Greer broke his finger. So we were uh, – so yeah, we had this. our backup quarterback you know, in it there. Was, it was not Probably good. Probably couldn't even tell the difference. It's all Probably right. couldn't even tell the difference. Well, you could tell the difference with the hair back then because, I mean, oh, okay, okay. Will Greer did have that – he had that flow yeah. for a while. Wow. Thrash he's he's giving you compliments here Motzi. Thrash says your metaphors are always on point and hilarious. I, I think, appreciate I think that. so too. That's what we we like to do a good job of, you know, relating this to real life, bringing
2: in pop culture references. That's what it's all about, man. How, all about. how how can you make it relatable? There's no point in having a lot of information. There's no point in having a, a big opinion if you can't make it relatable to the listener. So I appreciate that. Rebecca, the lit one, says the best, lit, lit, lit. The best
1: thing Baker is at is progressive insurance commercials. Yeah, but you know what? He's been
2: he's been silent. Yeah, because they stopped putting the commercials. Listen, he was putting so many commercials up that I switched from progressive. I went to Geico. I said, I'm done. I, I can't, can't do deal it. with it no more. I can't, do can't deal with it no more. Can't I do it, won't do it. Can't do it. Uh, Richard says, I
1: think that uh, the Steelers can stay healthy. We can be the kings of the AFC North again. Yes, certainly. Oh, that, without a
2: doubt, man. And
1: there are. I think we all agree there are three playoff caliber teams in the Steelers division. Health will be a huge part. But, yeah, man, if the Steelers get Ben Roethlisberger for 16 three, games. So
2: who's the third one? The Browns. Okay, I, said Again, okay. I said caliber. Again, I said caliber. Just, just And I think
1: that's fair, right? If you look at the Browns on paper, no, no, they been a, a, hater. I'm a playoff I'm caliber team. Now, can they come through with all that potential and all that talent? That it. is obviously a separate discussion. Last one here. Steven says, missed the show yesterday, but just listened to the podcast. You guys are great young leaders. You give me reason to be optimistic. Thank you, Steven. Man, I we appreciate, appreciate that. Appreciate Pre- the kind words. Appreciate everybody. We had some people yesterday in the evening that reached out to us. Uh, I think Gregory, uh, our buddy Reese reached out. Man, major love, major respect. Saying man. that they really appreciated the show yesterday. We appreciate you guys as well. We appreciate well too. y'all appreciating us, appreciate y'all appreciating us. And you know what? We've <laughs> never done this before, Motzi, other than the songs that I sing. I don't know if I've ever taken requests. Uh, but Steven also added at the end of his tweet, take us out with some Macho Man today. Ooh. All right, fine. You asked. <laughs> I mean, you ask and you get it. I'm with it. I mean, I don't know if we've ever done this before. I'm with but it. You, but you know that, like, you know, in my in my other life, in a parallel universe, I'm like a DJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, Absolutely. Love, I love the spin on the ones and twos. Even though months? it is
2: funny, when he said take us out with some Macho Man, I, I instantly went like, hey, Oh, wait, Oh, you know <laughs> wait. <laughs> but I love the Macho Man song anyways, though. Did I
1: just do that on purpose, or was that a a bit that Monsi and I just did? That's for you to decide. I
0: love it. (laughs) Oh, what if we have the Macho Man singing the Macho Man, brother?
2: It's funny, man. So, you know, we always talk about grilling. When this song comes on, when I'm cooking, I instantly break out to the Macho, Macho Man. It's not the YMCA, but it's like the, yeah,
1: there's the dance. It's crazy. Oh. Steven, he wanted the
0: Macho Man. You never know, man. But he got Macho Man. I mean, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Macho, Macho Man, yeah.
2: I just wish the I viewers could see Wesley's face man. right now. Macho, the face he makes man, when the Macho yeah. Man comes out.
0: I got to be a macho.
2: Like he's smoked a thousand new ports and his throat is closing up. He can't really breathe. So... Libs lips get real dry. I'm like, yo, you need some water? Like, are you okay? <laughs> Halfway to an aneurysm every time I <laughs> Oh, my <that>. gosh.
1: Muncie, <laughs> that'll do it for today's show. It was a fun one today. We, Absolutely, we, man. We, we had some lads. It's been a good week so far. That'll continue tomorrow. We'll have a Best of the West Wednesday. <gasps> what are we going to rank tomorrow? Who knows? Last week we did summer quarantine binge purchases. Hey, what could it be this week? Well, you have to come back with us tomorrow to find out. West Virginia's most heartbreaking moments.
2: Well, I'm gonna need a lot more than ten.
1: <laughs> we're gonna need more than two hours and I'm gonna need more than 10 items on a list if that's the thing
2: and I'll bring the Kleenex in a nice little chair for you to lay on in.
1: Yeah, right Moats is gonna bring Motz is gonna bring like a uh, like patio furniture and a, <laughs> a little drink with an umbrella and he's gonna sip it like Eddie Murphy with the smile on his face <laughs> as I talk about all my heartbreak. <sighs> so we'll have best of the West Wednesday tomorrow as well as some other. NFL Steeler-centric topics, as always. Thanks to everybody who tweeted the show. You know, we appreciate your feedback and your participation, as always. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Same time, high noon, and as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers Nation Radio.
2: Just